0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul and Jeannie. And we're glad that you're with us today in this devotional time. We're going to spend these next few minutes dealing more and more with the life of Joseph. And I want you to think for just a moment of all the opulence of Egypt and the pharaohs and those that served the pharaoh and all the pomp and circumstance and That's exactly where we're now finding Joseph. The story to this point, up until now, has been pretty much the opposite. Everything that could go wrong has has gone wrong, and now it looks like everything's going right and that God's going to use his life in the most dramatic way. So, Jeannie, where are we today?
1: And the turnaround just happened so quickly.
0: Yes. You know,
1: we were talking about that today, about how... Somebody that was in dire straits, I say, you know, you told me, you know, but one day something can turn around and then all of a sudden things are back on track.
0: Yes. We never know.
1: Right. <laughs> well, we um, we covered that Joseph ha- had been promoted, was in this great wedding that we were hoping we could be invited to <laughs> <laughs> if we had been there.
0: Uh, Joseph and Potipharah.
1: And that she was handpicked by God, just like his, was it his grandmother? Remember, where the servant went out to find a wife yes. and came back with Rachel. Yeah. So the Lord, I know, orchestrated who he was going to marry. You know, it seems like Pharaoh uh, just kind of picks a scowl, but because everything happened so quickly, but God had already set the whole. Backdrop up for that and made her ready to be the wife of such an honorable man. Mm. So, Genesis 41 46 is where we're at. And it says, Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and he went throughout all the land of Egypt. Now, in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. So he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt, and he laid up the food in the cities. He laid up in every city the food of fields which surrounded them. Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting, for it was immeasurable. Wow. So for that whole thing to be set up, I mean, I don't know how big Egypt is. I guess I could have looked it up. But for him to travel from city to city to city to city, he must have, uh, had obviously helpers with him, but he must have set up like uh, the mayors in each city or someone that he Mm -hmm. would uh, give specific rules to that when they collected the grain and who was going to store it where and how, and to keep it fresh. And then it was under guard. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. So all that took a lot of uh, planning and orchestrating, and a lot of folks that uh, needed to cooperate. So um, that to me amazes me. Verse 50 says, And to Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came. So we're talking from he's 30 years old. Famine starts at 37. So sometime within those years, his young 30s, he... His wife bore him two sons, and it says that uh, verse fifty one. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, right?
0: Yes, Manasseh.
1: And that is a Hebrew word. Yes, it is. And it means uh, forget
0: forgetfulness, I carry forgetfulness. <laughs> I didn't have room on my paper. God has caused me to forget. Forgetfulness. God has caused me to forget.
1: Yeah. So it says, for God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And then 52, the name of the second he called Ephraim, which means fruitfulness in Hebrew. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. So both those names are him reflecting back over his life. Over the last 13 years. Yeah, he's
0: looking back now. And, and he's uh, given
1: God the glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so every time he called his sons, he would be calling forgetfulness and fruitfulness to come to him. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's nice. Okay, I have a couple of random thoughts. First of all, going back to what Joseph did, saving up during the prosperous years in order to cover the lean years. And I know we've discussed this before, but that's your emergency fund, and everybody needs one. And you should probably be able to lay your hands on a thousand bucks or more that you have stored away, like squirrels storing away nuts, uh, and like uh, the ants that store away. Uh, We need to do that as well, just to be wise as Joseph. And then uh, the other thought that comes to me is, you know, we've talked a lot about Joseph's faithfulness to the Lord. And... I'm trying to think right now what might be the harder trial. To be able to trust God in the lean years and rely on God as he did, or to trust God now that he is very prosperous. And I'm thinking of that, remember that verse we talked about a number of years ago where the it's a prayer, and the what's the prayer say?
1: Um, the Lord, don't give me any more than... That I might forget you and don't give me too little that I'd be tempted to steal.
0: Yeah. Or it might go don't, don't give way. me so little that I would be tempted to steal or so much that I would forget you. Right. And so it is a huge trial. In fact, Jesus talked about how hard it is for a rich person to get into heaven. Uh, and and so uh, that's very interesting. Uh, Joseph is being tested on both sides of the scale now, from nothing to everything.
1: Well, that happens to all of us. And the answer is always the same. Take one day at a time and decide to trust God.
0: It is interesting that the instructions are the same for somebody in dire straits or somebody with plenty. You You trust God day by day. You live with the Lord day by day. You continue on in the things of God. You don't let anything stop you. Troubles are wealth. And again, what a beautiful thing that he names his sons. Uh, One is called forgetful or I will. Forgetfulness. God's caused me to forget. And then the other one is fruitful.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the second one especially, it says uh, fruitfulness. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. So it's not talking about God being fruitful when all of a sudden I've come into my own. He said, God has called me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. So he still looked at Egypt as the land of his affliction. And he's passed through it. And now he says, God has brought fruitfulness. So I mean, we can be in land of affliction, maybe where we're living or uh, circumstances that have happened in our life. And yet he looks back at it, and he sees that God had brought fruitfulness out of it so he's obviously very proud of his two boys
0: i bet you he was a
1: great dad
0: for sure but i i my focus in the next minute (laughs) is uh naming the one manasseh god has caused me to forget and that is because we may face some very hard things in life and once you turn Mm. your life over to the lord he has a way of bringing you love and joy and peace and such a full manner that you forget the hard years.
1: Yeah, and then it ties in with the next son's name that not only do you forget, but you look back and you see how God made something good come out of that.
0: Right? Fascinating how the Lord works. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time with our brothers and sisters. And we ask that you would bless them and encourage their lives, Lord, to follow you day at a time, as close as they can get, knowing all the while that you have a great love for them. We pray these things in Jesus' wonderful name and everyone says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you soon.